What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the peanut butter to your chocolate, <laughs> a.k.a. the whipped cream to your strawberry, <laughs> a.k.a. the Komake Tiger drop-up, a.k.a. Bringing you yet another episode of Switchy Sights, episode 184 to be exact. Uh, today's date is uh, October 26, 2023. Um, damn, where's the where's the year gone really? Um, for those that may not know, Switchy Sights podcast is a solo bi-weekly podcast where I talk about video games and what I'm playing, uh, gaming news and things of that nature. Um, damn. Well, some of things have happened. Um, happy Alan Wake two release release day. Um, night technically, I think it, uh, well, I believe it officially drops sometime tonight. Very excited for that. Heard a lot of good things. A lot of good reviews. Reviews came out today as well. And, uh, yet, yeah, yet another damn game of the year contender, um, which is a good, it's a good problem. Don't, uh, I'm, I'm not complaining in the slightest, but man, let me just say 2023 has, has been a banger year for uh, video games. It, I think, yeah, this will definitely, this year will definitely go down as one of the best <coughs> as in terms of like volume of just consistently great games, um, you know, that have, that have, uh, come out this year. So, um, yeah. So, you know, let's, uh, let's stop the dilly dallying and, uh, let's get right into it. If I can type, if I, if I can type, if I'm able to type, I'm struggling right now. Uh, first topic of discussion, uh, the Microsoft Activision, uh, 69 billion, um, merger deal, whatever you want to call it has finally, finally been cleared. Nobody's safe. Nope. That was the wrong one. That was the one. Um, it has been cleared. So, uh, at least the biggest hurdle, at least last, I think we checked in on this was, uh, with the CMA of the UK, which is, I believe is the UK's equivalent of, um, the FCC. Um, so that seemingly has been, uh, finalized now. So now the deal has officially been cleared and they merging, they are now going to merge. So. Um, thank goodness. This has just been a, I think a consistent news trail that's been, I think that's gotten to a point of uh, exhaustion where people are like, okay, all right, what, what's happening now with the merger? Oh, such and such stopped it. Oh no, they're going to stop it. But now finally, um, it's over. 
Um, Activision is now a part of Xbox officially. So, um, hey, that's I, I'm very thankful for that. Um, I know at least definitely Xbox. I think personally, I think we, I've probably talked about this beforehand, but at least to reiterate, um, I think it's, uh, from what I see is pretty much good, especially getting rid of some of the, you know, scummier people from, uh, in terms of leadership from Activision technically. So, you know, I think it is, uh, only, only positive, um, it feels like I think some will have concerns about monopolies and stuff, which I think throughout the, the, the workings, they kind of rectified in a lot of ways. So, um, good, good on Microsoft and Activision. I know this was a long ass, uh, trial. Um, I think what basically a year, year's worth of, uh, legalities and, and whatnot. So it is finally, finally done. Um, so yeah, um, I know, uh, in terms, uh, in regards to this, uh, a lot of people's, you know, expectations was like call of duty coming to, to game pass and stuff like that. But it seems like they, I know they for sure squat, um, uh, shot that down saying that, well, not necessarily shot it down, but they did at least confirm that we won't see, um, any of the games from the, this merger that you would assume will be coming to game pass, uh, at least within a year or something like that. So, uh, there still will be some time, um, after initial release until we see the fruits of this merger, if you will. So, um, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, so now (laughs) at least Xbox has a, uh, has a fighting chance now. So, um, that, that's a little, that, that might be a little strong, but I think it'll at least help even the competition a little bit, um, in in regards to the infamous war between Xbox and PlayStation. So, yeah. Um, also keeping that, uh, that Xbox train going, Xbox also reorganized leadership within the Xbox brand, if you will. So Phil Spencer, who I think technically has always been the CEO um, within Microsoft gaming. Um, but now Matt Booty, Matt Booty, uh, is now president of game content and studios. So it seems like he's presumably going to be like overlooking like all the various miscellaneous studios, especially now considering the acquisition of, um, Activision Blizzard. And then also interestingly, Sarah Bond is now president of Xbox. So I'm assuming she basically is more so in charge of maybe the primary Xbox. No, I guess that wouldn't really, it seems kind of vague there, but nonetheless, it, it, there has been some restructuring. Um, a couple other, uh, folks, within this chain that is not necessarily pertinent to everything, but at least for, uh, Sarah bond president of Xbox overseeing all Xbox platform business and hardware work. Okay. So that makes more sense. 
and then Matt Booty promoted to president of game content and studios, including the new responsibility of Zenimax and Bethesda. Um, Jamie Letter, uh, still running Zenimax as a limited integration entity, but now reports to Matt. Uh, once Bobby Kotick leaves at the end of the year, who's the head of um, Activision Blizzard currently, um, there will be more women than men in leadership positions in gaming Xbox to be determined on his successor. Dope. Ami Silverman, uh, head of marketing, marketing, consumer retail work uh, like Windows service, Microsoft 365 and gaming moving to report to Phil Spencer directly. So, um, yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, going off the last topic, it, it seems to be good, uh, good moves, good moves going on. So, um, and it seems like considering the marketing adjustments that they're probably going to do a pretty good push towards marketing for Xbox as well. So you also have that, um, yeah, all, all in all, this seems to be a very positive move, um, especially considering the uh, merger with uh, Activision Blizzard, especially. So you love to see it. You love to see it. Love, love that for Sarah Bond. I really do. I really, really do. Um, yeah, moving on. Sorry if you hear cars outside. I, I don't, it's not much I can do there. Um, in regards to the Metal Gear uh, Solid Master Collection that recently uh, released, um, I think we talked about it. It was kind of hinted, hinted before, um, some way, shape, or form. I forgot how specifically, but uh, at least now, um, via the PC version, presumably. Um, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection um, was was data mined via the files and includes some interesting references to Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. So that is a uh, very interesting. Um, well, considering the 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 Master Collection is 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 named Volume One, which is, obviously implies that there's going to be a volume two, three, whatever that, um, you know, it, uh, it, it considering specifically metal gear solid four is still <laughs> stuck in the eternal prison. That is the PS three. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see, um, how that, how they will take care of that game. Um, porting that to, uh, modern consoles in general, considering how much of a, uh, pain it, it was, or it seemingly is to try to port that. Otherwise, I think considering the very, uh, unfortunately proprietary ish nature of the PS3 with the cell processor and just the, the various in- intricacies in that, um, is, is, is going to be very fascinating to see how that, how they managed to get that ported to current consoles was, especially the switch. If they managed to do that, I don't know, 
maybe maybe that might be a I'd, I'd assume um, this that might be a Switch Two exclusive or whatever. Um, since it'll probably be presumably maybe around that time when when the uh, Switch Two is expected to drop. So, um, yeah, yeah. So you so you got that. Um, then Peace Walker, which was was mysteriously missing from this collection considering if you compare it to the HD collection that came out in 2011 on the, uh, the, um, 360 and PS3, um, that included, uh, Peace Walker along with Metal Gear Solid one, two, well, no Metal Gear Solid two and three. One was technically missing, I believe, uh, except for the PS3 legacy collection that included the first one, because obviously PS3. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. And then, um, Metal Gear Solid 5, sure. I mean, that's currently can be played on modern consoles technically. So, um, I, I would be more curious to see how, what they do, um, in terms of maybe possibly all that would be dope if they, I, I doubt they would do it, but if they somehow managed to actually finish what uh, Kojima was trying to finish, um, that what ultimately um, made Metal Gear Solid Five incomplete, and was pretty much around the departure of Kojima from Konami, so that'd be dope. That'd be a pretty dope addition to Metal Gear Solid Five um, if they actually gave us that last mission that was they essentially storyboarded, um, in the, I think collector's edition or digital, some digital deluxe edition where you actually could see his vision. So at least they could give an idea for, um, whomever is trying to, uh, port this, um, and potentially maybe add that. That'd be interesting. That'd be a nice little spin on, uh, Metal Gear Solid five in terms of, bringing it to the collection and considering the nature of what I've seen regarding metal gear solid five and in, in, in terms of, um, the extra added stuff and files and documents, scripts and, uh, uh, novels and stuff. Um, that'd be a pretty tight addition. Uh, if they did do that, my biggest concern, well, curiosity, <clears throat> and it seems unfortunate that, not sure if, if, uh, it will be added, but metal gear solid, the twin snakes for the GameCube. Um, um, if considering that they added, uh, the NES ports of the metal gear solid games, which apparently Hideo Kojima despises, um, just go all in with it. Let's, uh, well, I guess technically Hideo, I think he did thoroughly enjoy twin snakes. Um, personally, I enjoy twin snakes as somebody, <laughs> as somebody who thoroughly enjoys the matrix and I consider the matrix to be my favorite movie of all time. So maybe there's some bias there, but if you don't like the matrix, you probably won't like the twin snakes, but nonetheless, that would have been, I think the more logical decision when it came to trying to port the first metal gear solid, 
Um, but I guess, you know, for nostalgic reasons and stuff like that is probably maybe also why they did that. But then again, also the porting hell of, I think considering that the game was, um, exclusive to Nintendo. So it would need approval from Nintendo to allow it to be on other platforms or something like that. So it, uh, it might just be a legal, a legal hell to try and like get that, get that added to the collection. But I could still see that being a thing with volume two. And then of course, all the various miscellaneous collections, like, uh, the acid, Metal Gear Acid games. I think they're like a card based kind of art card based tactical uh, type games. And uh, was it portable ops? Um, yeah, it's a lot of various things they could add if they want to make this like the complete collection or whatever. But I guess only time will tell. But yeah, I am. I really hope they do Metal Gear Solid for justice. Um, otherwise, I mean, Hey, we always got the PS, <laughs> we always going to keep that PS three hooked up, you know? Um, just, 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 just think just to feel something, you know? Um, <laughs> I digress. Uh, but nonetheless, good to see at least, uh, it seems to be pretty much given that we'll hopefully we'll see metal gear solid four. Will it be good? And will it run? Well, that's the, probably the bigger, bigger concern. Um, as, uh, I'll, I'll say it again, Metal Gear Solid is still the best Metal Gear Solid, uh, game in the series. Uh, fight me if you want. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, Capcom is working on a successor to the RE engine. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, the RE engine is pretty much Capcom's proprietary engine that they've been using to, <laughs> as the name implies, um, uh, make current generation, um, resident evil games, as well as, um, monster hunter rise, I think, uh, world as well. And street fighter six recently, amongst pretty much most games within the Capcom umbrella. So they did announce today that a successor to the RE engine is in the works code named Rex engine. So considering the name, um, in the, in, in terms of the, the, uh, the titling in the trailer of it, it says, uh, RE engine, uh, RE in red, is the next generate generation with the X and next, uh, with the red in the same font and size as RE. So then you put it together. Um, you got Rex, um, which I assume they also, you know, um, confirm technically there. Um, with that being said, you have a Rex, you got Rex, right? Um, man, what is a popular, uh, uh, use of Rex within a name. Um, huh? I don't know. Uh, um, T-Rex as in, as in a dinosaur. Oh, okay. So dinosaurs as in dinosaurs that are associated with one of Capcom's most highly, uh, presumably highly requested, 
uh, games to be remade, Dino Crisis. Okay. Um, so, uh, Dino, Dino Crisis, Crisis confirmed. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's odd that they use that terminology for this engine where could have, they just could have said RE2, uh, and you I mean, they could have done many things in terms of that. So I just, I just find it funny that considering that, you know, a lot of people, I think a very wealthy amount of people are, have requested and are, would want a Dino Crisis remake, sequel, whatever. And, and then of, of all the names you come up with, you, you come up with Rex as in generally associated with T-Rex. That's generally associated with Dino Crisis. Coincidence? I think not. I, I think not. Um, so just, just, just putting that out there in general. I know that's technically going to be out there for many people who have also deduced the same logic, but nonetheless, um, in terms of this engine, some more interesting details specifically is that, um, the Rex engine will include all previous features of RE engine while adding support, uh, for new technologies and handling the growing size of assets more efficiently. Um, so the angle of it is more towards developers, uh, to use it since that was another detail is that this is actually going to be a commercialized engine similar to unity where pretty much anybody can use it and do as they please with it. Um, a type deal. So, um, yeah, there you go. Um, re engine. That is kind of crazy that it is going, uh, being able to be licensed to other, you know, studios and stuff like that. So I just find it funny. It's called Rex. When, when you got a, a, a game standing there, that's waiting to be re- revived in some way, shape or form. And then we got the, the damn, uh, what is that? God, it pretty much erased my head for the most part. Exoprimal, which was the game that is not Dino Crisis, but you know, so yeah, very interesting tidbit there. Uh, so hopefully that comes to fruition. I also hope that, um, that would be a, yet another, uh, very, <laughs> another insensitive troll if they try to, if they, if, if they release this engine and like Dino crisis, is not like one of the first, uh, games to be developed with it or one of the first of, of a few games initially that, um, is developed with the engine. Um, I, I just, if, if that is not the case, I just feel like there's some just elite evil ass troll at Capcom that is just has the most devious, most devious, uh, intentions to put Dino crisis fans in a permanent state of hell and agony and anguish, um, not giving us what we want, but I digress. (laughs) I digress. Let me, 
Let me, let me, let me, let me back off. Cause I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little upset. Just at the thought of that. Even the thought of that is, 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 is getting, making me feel some type of way, you know? So, so let's, let's not. Um, <laughs> and, uh, on that very somber note, <laughs> that concludes all the news for this episode. So get into what I've been playing. Uh, did play the Modern Warfare three beta week two, or I forgot how they, they, uh, defined it. Um, but we'll just say week two where it was open to, uh, the X, the PlayStation exclusivity as open, opened up to Xbox and PC users as well. And, um, I know they made some adjustments to, some of the issues I had with the game, primarily the, um, the enemy identification, which I believe they did. They made it a little bit better. It, I, I still felt like I was also, I was still mistaken people, my teammates for enemies and enemies for teammates. So I think that still could use a, a bit more work, but it was, it was better. I can definitely say that. Um, it seems like they're, they're still sticking with the, uh, the time to kill the 150 HP, which personally I'm, I'm, I can, it's, I can, um, accept it, but I, I'm not a fan of it, if that makes sense. So, um, you got that. What else did they, they did add a new, well, <laughs> quote unquote new map for the beta, which was, um, high rise. Of course, the infamous uh, Modern Warfare 2009 uh, map, um, which was pretty fun. Uh, of course, thoroughly enjoyed it back in the day, and you know, playing it back now, um, I got a I got a good kick out of. Um, oh yeah, they added a couple interesting modes. I'm trying to remember what was the specific mode that stood out. Damn it! Let me look it up. It was some unique mode that, uh, it's not coming to me. Um, official call of duty site. Um, oh, they did add Orlov military base, which I think is kind of like an extended version of the, that the map from call it called for, uh, I don't think I necessarily played that cutthroat. Yeah. I think that's a new one. I believe that's the mode where, where it's, uh, kind of like multi-team from, um, halo, halo two days where it's, uh, multiple teams of three, I believe competing against each other. Um, so it's basically like gunfight, but expanded. So instead of two, two teams, it's three. And you know, last, last man standing wins essentially. So, um, that was pretty cool. I don't think I will play that. Like that wouldn't be my primary mode, but it was a nice little distraction. Um, Anything else um, distinct? Not really. Um, yeah, I uh, 
I know a survey went out. I gave them that feedback. I for sure did. Gave them that feedback. Um, but yeah, overall, it seems to be looking definitely better than Modern Warfare 2 in a lot of ways. Um, it, at least from a general mechanical standpoint where, you know, not the, the horrible delayed delayed perk system and, and things like that. So, um, I think it overall, it feels definitely better. Um, I think I might've brought it up before, but yeah, my, my, my still concern with the game is yeah, just literally playing all the old maps again that I think in turn technically might make the game feel might make the game feel old, old in a sense where it's not anything necessarily new. Uh, but at the same time, these maps are really good for Modern Warfare 2. So I guess time will tell. Time will tell of that. But overall, I had a good time. I did. That I did. Also, um, of course, <laughs> of course, played Spider-Man 2 which uh, dropped last week. Um, man, that was a, a great game. I uh, fully platinumed it. One of the, probably one of the most fun platinums, most fun and accessible platinums you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get for sure. Um, I think at least my game counter said like 30, 30 hours, 31 hours. Probably maybe a little bit more than that. I think um, it doesn't factor in. I might have played a bit more of that, but nonetheless, 31 hours, I was able to complete everything. Um, and shouts out, shouts out to Insomniac for that, because that has always been my gripe with with uh, some 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 very uh, some games that very much um, abuse that that. Uh, unnecessarily where you got 500 fun bucks to collect or, um, 100 photo ops to connect. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to get all those. Let's just, let's just keep it down, you know? So I, I really, I really appreciate it. Insomniac's approach similar to the first, uh, Spider-Man where, you know, they made it very accessible. Um, and I guess to some people easy to, uh, get the, to complete, fully complete the game, which, you know, I very much appreciate it. It was like, a uh, again, like a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, actually not having to feel this, this, uh, sense of grindiness in a sense, which I did not feel at all by going throughout the doing every, doing all the side stuff within this game, which again, is I think another testament to the, you know, my enjoyment of, of this game. So, you know, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker is back <laughs> with his new face, uh, that they, you know, remodeled from the original game. Um, and, uh, miles, miles coming back from miles Morales, the, the launch PS five game and pretty much picking up fairly, pretty recently after that, to my understanding. Um, 
And yeah, you know, various things ensue. Of course, as you see on the uh, cover, uh, well, I'm not sure if he's necessarily on the cover or I would assume so. Um, Venom, of course, he's in the game and there are some very fun things there. Um, that's I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I like the new mechanic, the web, I think web line mechanic, I believe they call it web line specifically. So that this is more towards the stealth segments of the game where, you know, you're basically perched up, <laughs> basically perched up, wait for an enemy to be visible and then, uh, tag his ass essentially. But in this sense, they do, uh, add this mechanic called the web line where pretty much you can make these webbed tight ropes essentially. And then you can pretty much do them almost anywhere you can imagine for the most part, uh, at least pretty much most of the places you will want to, you can, uh, is the kind of the, what I got from it. So, um, so how that kind of works is that it makes it easier for you to also stay up top and to perch people in certain positions that you would not be able to otherwise without said mechanic. So that was very fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I really did. Um, yeah, I really like the, the, uh, interaction between both, uh, Peter and miles, you know, they kind of, you do get the GTA vibes where, you know, you like playing with one character in some instances, they'll have, they'll jump you to the other character and things like that. Uh, the characters have their own missions, their own exclusive missions and exclusive, uh, collectibles and side stuff that, um, they, they can only do respectively, which was, uh, pretty cool. Um, what else? What else for me? Oh man. Shout out to the traversal, man. Uh, I, I, I never thought that they could improve what they, you know, in, uh, initialized in the first Spider-Man. And I guess technically Miles Morales, I don't remember much from Miles Morales to be honest with you in terms of like, uh, most of the plot and most of the, most of the, uh, gameplay elements. I know they introduced like his electrical venom esque moves and stuff like that, but, uh, I might need to, I I'm probably might replay that at some point. Also, also I did not platinum it cause I know it asked you to play the game over again or something like that. And I was like, uh, I want to play some other stuff. This was, uh, this was around the launch of the PS five as well. So I might have to do that, but nonetheless, man, the traversal in this game is great. Uh, they added, uh, web wings now. So, uh, on top of being able to, you know, uh, shoot your webs and swing around. You can also, um, uh, add web wings into the equation. So you can like swing and this is pretty much mostly useful for like, um, going across, uh, water, uh, and bridges. Um, because that, I think that was also the intent of adding it as well to make that easier. Cause like, <laughs> what is, <laughs> what is, what is, what are the spider men's gonna, gonna swing off of <laughs> where they do the, the PS two, uh, Xbox Spider-Man two game where, you know, where is he swinging from when he's swinging from some various, uh, suspicious places where it's like, okay, are you, you, is there a plane somewhere or whatever? So 
really dug that. There's also like wind tunnels like um, throughout the throughout the, the world where you can um, essentially is like a, a fly free card where, you know, it's pretty much a squirrel fly logic where, you know, you glide more than fly. So it's a, a finite amount of time you can be gliding before you eventually, you know, gradually go into the to the ground. But these these elements help you uh, navigate and uh, kind of get like a Superman esque vibe, being able to like fly in essence. Uh, but yeah, like there's like boosters that like boost you up into the sky. And then there's like, yeah, these wind tunnels that, you know, essentially let you fly even as well as fly f- faster um, that are they're generally in like pretty much places you will want to use them for the most part, um, specifically, like I said before, um, the waters, you know, uh, going across to different cities that have bodies of water between and, and, and things like that. So. Uh, they added like, I think two new cities, I think Brooklyn and some other place. So there is that, um, one interesting aspect that I found funny was like, you know, obviously the game has, you know, invisible walls or bounds that like, Hey, you can't go, you can't go past this point. Uh, but what's funny is that like, there are places like I was just literally interested in, in aesthetically and I'm like, huh, I want to go there. And of course, when you swing there, you're like, um, you cannot go past this point. I forgot the specific terminology they use, but it's like basically along the lines, like, uh, yeah, this is not, this is not in the game. You're going to have to go back. (laughs) So like, ah, damn. Uh, but I will say, yeah, the city itself. Again, uh, insomniac keep 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 hitting it. Uh, you got the the whole vibe. Times Square is in it. Um, you know the Marvelized Insomniac's version of uh Times Square, which feels very reminiscent of actual Times Square. I would at least my impressions of seeing it, um, having not technically been there to my understanding. So, um, yeah, that was great. Um. Yeah, the traversal is so the traversal is so good that I um the traversal is so good that I did not even fast travel until like pretty much the end of the game. So and I <laughs> I found that crazy because I was like, I just want to swing to where I'm going because it's fun. Also, you get the cool like uh background banter from like uh What's her name? The Dana Cass. Some people don't like her. I thought she was okay. She was tolerable. Um, and then of course, you know, J Jonah Jameson talking that shit, talking that mess, acting like we ain't, we ain't save his ass multiple times, help his ass out. But no, he want to keep talking that mess, man. You better not, you better not come around me. Oh boy. Gonna get Jane. Uh, um, yeah, so I thoroughly enjoyed the tra- traverse on everything. And yeah, I literally did not even fast start fast travel until like pretty much the last, the, the towards the end of the game really. And again, shouts out to the, the development team and just the, the technology of what they could do with that game. So literally you, when you fast travel, they literally, 
put you to the point where you want to fast travel, which is, I think crazy enough. I don't think I'm necessarily seen in a game before, like literally being able to fast travel you to the point where you like signify, um, or designate. So that was pretty dope. And on top of that, very fast, mind you, like literally like three, four seconds, you literally immediately go to where you're transporting, which again is like probably like one of the most like, damn, this isn't this, this is an improvement from what we've been used to in, uh, in, in games. Like, damn, this is next gen. Like this is something you definitely could not do on the PS4, um, PS4, Xbox one for sure. So yeah, man, Spider-Man two. Um, also love the, uh, abilities they added where you base, I think they replaced some gadgets. I recall and, and exchange that for abilities, which are pretty much your kind of super specials where you could do like uh, a lot of area effect attacks, a lot of focused, um, uh, multiple hit attacks and things like that. Um, they were pretty cool. The upgrade tree, very interesting, very engaging. Uh, it felt, it felt kind of stingy at first, but then they, they started being more generous, like, especially doing like a lot of the side stuff, uh, in the game. Um, oh boy, how could I forget? So yeah, if you were, uh, if you were not a fan of Mary Jane in the first game, oh boy, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> um, uh, it depends. I will say compared to the first game, I did enjoy her segments better, but still I, I would much rather do without them. Um, yeah, yeah. You feel more empowered, but you still, it, it's still like, a all right, what, why am I, why am I playing as Mary Jane? I just want to be Spider-Man type feel. Um, her stuff is interesting, but you know, <laughs> There has been this deb- debate uh, online, understandably so, uh, in terms of Mary Jane and like, you know, I guess the logic in the game. I don't think that these are really big spoilers necessarily, in my opinion. But um, she apparently trained with a, a silver sable, I believe. So now she could just be tasing these guards from like who've been training with Craven the Hunter for many, many years. And she could just walk up and tase them and that's it. Yeah, I, I can understand those sentiments. It, it's a little bit of a, it's a little weird area of like suspension of belief versus suspension of belief versus like, okay, this is not really practical at all. Um, yeah, <laughs> a redhead with a stun gun. <laughs> it was a funny video on, uh, on, um, Twitter that, uh, yeah, basically like pretty much making that same point where, you know, a guard, uh, training under, um, craving a hunter for, uh, 15 years. And then a redhead would have stuck. <laughs> oh man. Uh, shouts out to, uh, Mary Jane. She is not the, she's not the, um, boy, how do I say it? She's not the, the, the easiest one. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> boys set, set that, that block, block on fire. fire. I, don't I don't care. <laughs> Yet another reference, um, in terms of, uh, what, 
uh, for those that may not know, because they people might not get it at all. So basically, it was a, a initial Twitter joke on um, in regards to I think one of the 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 original, well, not original, the the recent Batman trilogy with um, Christian Bale, where I think uh, what is Jake Jake Gyllenhaal's sister? I think Maggie. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I think she was a love interest for Bruce. I want to say, and then um, I think she actually gets captured. Uh, she actually gets captured and is in a predicament to be saved, where you got to save her. <laughs> and um, I forgot the tweet. But basically, it was along the lines of, "Would you? Uh, would you? Uh, it was some issue with the movie. I think in general with with Batman or something like that." And it's like, um, uh, talk about some Maggie Gyllenhaal boy, set that block on fire. I don't care. <laughs> Which is funny as hell. Cause I mean, it's like, <laughs> I ain't saving, I ain't saving no Maggie. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, that kills me every time. So essentially the same logic that like, you know, not a, a conventionally attractive woman. I'm not going out of my way to save somebody. <laughs> Boy, set that block on fire. I don't <laughs> Oh, that is still funny, man. Oh my God, man. <laughs> Boys, set that block on fire. I don't care. <laughs> Talk about some Maggie Joe. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Whew. That is that it that kills me every time. Um, but yeah, no, nah, that was uh yeah, Mary Jane. She I, I she just she just not my type. Uh, she just not my type. You know, I, I, I wouldn't go for that, you know, um, more power to you, Peter Parker, but ah, I, I just, I wouldn't go for that. <laughs> Why I'm doing Kung Fu poses, but <laughs> I'm doing, doing my practices. So, oh man, that is, oh, and <laughs> boys to death. <laughs> Boy, set, set that, that block, block on fire. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Boy, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that is uh, that is Spider Man Two. Thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of love put into it. A lot of references, really dope references for people who've read the comics and things like that. Um, yeah, a lot of teases, a lot of teases for what may be next as well, which was uh pretty interesting. Oh, shout out to the suits, man! Shout out to the suits. So much, so many dope suits. A lot of the like, you know, suits from from the movies and stuff like that. A lot of very like creative suits. 
a lot of interesting suits. I'll just leave it at that. I know that's uh, to refrain from spoilers in of itself. The suits were really dope. I, I loved I was changing through a lot of them. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Really love Venom portrayal. I will say, man, that this game made me want to want a Venom game. I'll say that much. It really did. Ah, it really did. Hopefully we might, we, we may see that we might get like a, um, um, transitional game kind of similar to Miles Morales. I think that's what a lot of people were suspecting that maybe we might get, uh, we might get a, uh, you know, get, get, get at least some, maybe switching back and forth between, you know, maybe character and venom or something like that. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I would dig that. I would like it. So who knows? Who knows? All I know is that Spider-Man two was good. It was very good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. There's a really dope moment I can't talk about, but man, who it literally might be the best, best. If there's an award for best segment moment, segment moment of the year, it would definitely be a said moment in this game for sure. For sure. Hands down. Um, man, Spider-Man two, it delivered, it delivered for me. It delivered. I, I literally, I, <laughs> I, I've not obsessively played a game like that in a good while, even though it was obviously it's like 30, 30 hours. You can technically, well, if you work very hard, do it, beat it in a weekend, but who, oh, so good. Oh, this year, man, this year is great. This year is great. So, uh, that's all I really been playing. Um, so let's get in what I've been, uh, been watching. Gen V, uh, saw the last episode. It was pretty good. Um, what's her name? I forgot. Damn. I forgot. I couldn't, I, I could not tell you most of the, most of their names is the black dude that could bend metal. It's that girl, the girl with the bloody eyes that can like tell people to do stuff is the, the other black girl, the, the black girl with the dreads that can control blood. Um, <laughs> just, like, just describe Gen V like an ignorant nigga. Um, damn it. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. So this episode, it pretty much took place in terms of, well, to not spoil anything, but it, uh, yeah, man, how would I describe this episode? It was a lot of things that was happening going on at once. Um, but I, the main focus was on the girl that could touch people and, and, and do stuff <laughs> that, that could be taken out of context. But you, if you, if you, if you stop, if you watch it, you know what I mean? It's not like that, but you, you, you well, I technically she, well, yeah. Yeah, you you just have to take my word for it, you know. Um, but yeah, man, oh, so good. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very invested to see what the next episode will be. Um, yeah, I feel like I, anything I say is gonna be spoiler, so I'll, I'll just keep it at. I thoroughly enjoyed last episode for sure. Um, also. Saw, uh, Loki, uh, as an episode three, I think, which is pretty good. Um, 
we we went we, we we went back in time and well i mean i think they're pretty much almost every episode so far went back in time technically but i digress um got some more kang love some more kang understanding uh where this was the one episode that's been like on in the trailers and stuff if for movies and, and whatnot um uh Vic, victor timely uh who yeah it's like everybody look like everybody look like um damn it what is his name jonathan adams something jonathan damn it i literally what is his name what is his name who is kank jonathan majors i was close <laughs> i was close jonathan majors um yeah so it's a lot of theories a lot of you know every, uh, everybody got them tinfoil hats on after this episode uh, as well that uh you know it's a lot that could be deduced from this episode um ravona Renslayer's back miss minutes she get she was fiending i'm gonna just leave it at that she was let me, she was fiending <laughs> she was fiending she really was. She was man. She was uh she was da- <laughs> she was damn near feral. Um so that was funny seeing that. It was very unexpected. Uh which was the I think it was the more more interesting part. It was so jarring and unexpected, but I mean at the at the same time after you think about it, it's understandable. So um but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, another banger can't wait to see what's next um yeah so well i think that just might do it for episode i always forget episode 184 of switches sites um, if you did like this podcast, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasts and platforms. You can also catch me record this episode live on Twitch TV slash A Switch. You can also catch the archive on YouTube.com slash A Switch. Um, yeah. Until next time, y'all. Uh, get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Uh, happy Alley Wake today. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.